0: You're listening to the Light-Filled Mornings Hour with Caitlin Shay McCoy. You know those mornings when you wake up on the right side of the bed and the light is coming in just right through the windows? You have plenty of time before you have to start work or chores and you're able to just breathe and appreciate life a warm cup of coffee in hands a book by your side and the feeling like maybe today is your day to experience everything wonderful those are light filled mornings it's time to let the light in Good morning, sweet friends. I am so excited you're here today. As always, welcome to the Light-Filled Mornings Hour. Today we have our very first interview on the show, yay. Um, So today I'm sharing a conversation I had with Sarah Pietella of Steady and Flight. Steady and Flight is a lovely online shop that's full of candles, mugs, stationery, just all sorts of beautiful things. I'm not 100% sure when and how Sarah and I started following each other. Um, we do have a mutual friend. Hello, Brianne. But you'd better believe I bought a mug of hers that says, Let's Stay Cozy the moment I saw it. She has a self-care collection, a cozy at-home section, um, seasonal boxes, and Sarah's whole product line is created to help you live your most outrageously beautiful life. Sarah makes these beautiful matcha lattes like all the time on her Instagram stories. Her kitties are adorable um, and I just found out that not only is she a music teacher, but she also has an EP called Just Something to Believe, which is beautiful. And she even has a song called Where the Light Is, which of course I love. Okay, I'm just gushing now, sorry. Um, Sarah also believes there's beauty even in loss and she has a wonderful story to tell. We talk about all sorts of meaningful, lovely things about mornings and more. Let's go to the show. Hooray. Oh, thank you so much for being on. Okay, so... I um, wanted to start by uh, saying, tell us your story. Um, So what you love all about Steady and Flight, just the whole thing, go for it.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I've been trying to (laughs) learn how to condense this story, but it's really difficult to condense. Um, So I'm Sarah of Steady and Flight, and I uh, started my business Uh, almost five years ago and it was called Earl Grey and Polka Dots and it was really cute and it was all about tea time and sort of sort of what Steady and Flight is about but it has shifted um, once I turned changed it to Steady and Flight but it was about you know having that daily cup of tea and or a couple times daily if you're me Um, (laughs) and it was just about sort of creating these quieter softer moments and enjoying all the 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 fun and fanciness that sort of is um that like comes around that like enjoying tea time so that's kind of where it started and then um I in 2017 my best friend, Lisa, died um, pretty unexpectedly. She was sick for about six weeks and, and she died. And she um, wasn't, she's older than me, but she was 51 when she passed. And oh my it was really uh, shook my whole world up. My entire world just completely changed, um, like from the moment she got sick, you know, and then especially once she once she died. And uh, I wrote her eulogy. Uh, I was one, I was myself and her daughter were the ones that, Uh, spoke at her service I also sang a song I wrote for her because I'm also a musician and songwriter so I was writing her eulogy and remembered this story um the night before my wedding Uh, I gave her an anchor necklace and you know you give all of your or some people do bridal shower party gifts and so she was Mm -hmm. part of my she's my maid of honor and so I gave her this this necklace and just said you know you are my anchor you are this grounding force in my life and I'm just like don't know what I would do without you I don't know how I would have gotten even here she and I have been friends by the time she died about 20 years so she um the next day (laughs) during she had her like maid of honor speech and she said and I was like I just couldn't ever get this moment out of my mind she said that you know I'd given her the necklace and had told her that she was my anchor and she's like if I'm your anchor then you're my hot air balloon And you uplift me, and you um, keep me positive, and help me see the good in the world, and that is so important, and I'm so grateful to have you. And so um, at the end, after writing that story in her eulogy, at the end of it, I said, together we were the perfect balance of steady and flight. And that's how Steady and Flight was born.
0: Oh, that's so incredibly beautiful.
1: (laughs) That's the first time I've heard that, told that story in like, in you know, over a year that I'm actually getting emotional myself.
0: <laughs> oh, um, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mostly, I get used to telling it. I do a lot of like in-person events and and I tell the story like, what's your name mean? And I tell the story and I kind of like get these like walls up a little bit, but thank you for making space for me to share that. So that's how Steady in Flight got its name. And um, the first thing I did was actually I launched uh, my friendship mugs, uh, which are a set of Anchor and hot air balloon mugs, um, oh. to be bought as a set, and you keep one for yourself and give one to your best friend, like friendship necklaces. And um, I launched those as like a steady and flight collection under the heading of you know Earl Grey and polka dots as the as the company. Yeah, yeah, and that was when my business exploded. That's when all of a sudden I was like, oh, people want to buy my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's where. So that's. Um, I decided that was um in 2018. Um, when I launched my first steady and flight line, and it just was the first thing that really sold really well. It was the first year that I like turned a really decent profit and decided to switch my entire business over to it. And not just because it's profitable. though, as a business owner, I often have to think about those things, but also because people deeply connected to the story, I had I met so many people who were walking through loss, who were walking through grief, who had lost their best friend, who had lost their husband, who even had like just had difficult things in their lives that they just felt so connected to this, like that there was this beauty that had sprung out of such deep pain. And I think they were inspired, you know, by by that and knowing that they could do the same. And so that deep connection made me really start to think, like, I felt that I was meant to change the business. Earl Graham Polka Dots had served its purpose. It was beautiful. It was lovely. And it was time to let it go. And so starting in early last year, 2019, I became Steady in Flight and um, have been continuing to create products. And our, my tagline for Steady in Flight is um, products to help you live your most outrageously beautiful life because oh. we have no idea how much time we have left together on this earth and i think that what we're in the midst of right now you know certainly proves that to us more than ever and i want everything that i create to be something that helps you just take a mundane moment and make it magical
0: yes i love that so much oh my gosh um also i'm just mm-hmm. thinking too um just with your dynamic and um steady and flight like just how incredible that is to have that grounding force. And then also, you know, you taking flight, your hot air balloon, um, that's just so meaningful to have, you know, people that can bring those elements. But whenever they come together, that is really magical.
1: Mm-hmm. I know there's something really – and it's I found that most people have that balance in their relationships. Most people have um, – that ability to be able to, um, have the person that is the anchor of the hot air balloon. That was my favorite part. The first year I did, I had my study in flight line. I would, I did a couple of really big in-person events and I would start to tell people the story and then they decide to buy a set and they'd be there with their best friend. And they, I'd be like, okay, which one's which, you know, who's the hot <laughs> air balloon, who's the anchor. And they almost always knew instantly. They almost yeah. like, look at each other and say, you're the anchor or you're the hot air balloon. I mean, they just, <laughs> people can see that in each other and they feel so connected to that, you know, the symbols of the anchor and the hot air balloon.
0: Yes, totally. This is kind of a a side note. Um, But do Mm -hmm. you know your Enneagram number?
1: Oh, yes, I do, sister. I'm a a two. It's not surprising.
0: (laughs) Yes, a two. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you find that a lot of your friends are of a certain Enneagram type?
1: You know, I have a lot of 4 friends. So do I. Okay, are you also a 2? I'm
0: a well, I'm a 7. You're a 7?
1: I'm a 7, okay. but I okay. feel
0: like I am surrounded by fours. I have yes. so many fours that are mm-hmm. friends and um, you know, I just I haven't done a whole lot of like looking into, you know, all of these things, but I'm like, that's just so interesting Mm -hmm. that all these people will be like, oh, I'm a four. And I'm like, oh, here's another one. (laughs) Not to categorize my friends, but um, I think that balancing of um, personalities and um, guiding forces in our lives is just so nice. It's so nice to have people that are um, different than us to inspire us for sure.
1: And I think it happens naturally. You know, I think you're drawn to people who there's so many things about Lisa and I, we were very similar in a lot of respects, but then the things that made us different were the, like our strengths sort of balanced each other out, you know? And I think that's the, that's the magic that can happen with a really amazing friendship is you meet somebody that you connect on so many levels, but then deeper than that, your strengths help each other. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Um I also wanted to ask you um about how your mornings look like. So as a business owner um and, you know, with this whole um study and flight line, what what do your mornings look like? How do you start your day?
1: I start my day exactly the same way every single morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: actually my morning routine happened Like, over time, I realized I started doing the same thing. And some of it's out of necessity. (laughs) Um, And some of it is just – it's just sort of how it's happened. And – but, like, truly, when I don't start my morning this way, like, when I'm on vacation, I always feel a little off. So I start out – I have um, two kitties, and they are (laughs) –
0: Oh, Always what very are their ha- names?
1: Um. So one of them is Wicket. He's beautiful. He's yes. got blue eyes and he's a Siamese ragdoll Himalayan mix. And he's a total pain in the butt. He's so beautiful <laughs> and he knows it. And he's very, Um. Uh, we've actually said he's kind of OCD. I've never met an animal that needs things to be a certain way. So if I'm not up <laughs> at 6 a.m., he makes sure that I'm up at 6 a.m. Like if I'm not already awake, he's jumping all over me. Um, and then our older kitty is Momo. Her real name is Dakota, but her name like nickname over time just changed to Momo.
0: <laughs> I, I totally understand. We have our we have three dogs. Our dogs have like 80 names between them
1: (laughs) what was so strange is we don't really call her dakota at all anymore like very rarely she's just momo to us now or mo so it's just very funny but she's um she's super beautiful she's a calico uh tortoise shell mix and she's just so gorgeous and 13 and thriving so um, those are my, my sweet kitties but they require feeding very early in the morning so um, so generally I get up about six o'clock cause they need to be fed. And the first thing I do is feed them. And I feel like that's like, I'm not, I'm not a parent. I don't have children. Um, but I do feel like a parent in that moment where I'm like, all I want is my cup of tea and a glass of water, <laughs> but I can't do this. Cause you the kiddies are like, no, <laughs> truly. Uh, Wicket, <laughs> decided to run laps around the house this morning, um, because I was taking too long <laughs> making his food. So, Um, anyway, so yeah, so I get up and I feed my kitties. That's the first thing that I do. And then I prepare a matcha latte, which is, um, kind of ended up being part of my brand on accident because (laughs) I I love things like that. It's just, I, well, I was, I've been into Earl Grey my whole life. I've always loved it. And years ago I had to stop drinking coffee for, because of some stomach issues. So I switched to drinking Earl Grey basically exclusively. Um, and then I had drink, had, had matcha a few times out, and I decided to try to make it at home in uh, October in 2018, and I started making it daily. And I, the difference I felt in my, like, body and energy, and um, I just ended up switching to that being my daily daily cup of um, tea, especially first thing in the morning. Um, so I make my matcha latte, and it's very – um, it's a little more involved than re- making a regular cup of tea. You have to strain the matcha,
0: right? It's kind of isn't there kind of a learning curve to it?
1: It's not too hard. Um, more than anything, I just tried not to have to buy all of all of the. There's like like stuff you have to buy. You have to buy like a little yeah. I've
0: looked into that before, mm-hmm. just because I liked. I just like all the hot drinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I was a little bit intimidated to be honest.
1: It's, it seems intimidating. And then eventually, actually what I love about it is it's got this, it's very like to me, ritualistic, like you do a step by step by step and it doesn't take me that much longer. I just spend more time doing things versus letting the tea steep or the coffee brew, right? Um, cause it's in powder form. So you have to strain it and then you have like a little special whisk, and when you put the hot water in, you have to whisk it so that you really mix the matcha um, up with the water. Otherwise, you get clumps, and then that's really gross. <laughs> and then, and then you just add your milk on top, and and there you go—you got a little matcha latte. So for me, that ritual is incredibly grounding for me starting each day, and I always start it that way. I always feed the cats, and I make my matcha latte, and I generally drink a glass of water in there as well. Um, but that ritual—it just there's something about it. It just I I generally don't have what I would call a quote-unquote like bad morning because it just starts from this same sort of calm, soft place. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it makes so much sense. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, so that's always how I start. And then, you know, it kind of depends on the day what happens next. But those are the two things that always happen in succession.
0: Yeah, no matter what, you've got to have those things. Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. Um, I also was going to ask, um, if there was anything that you wanted to share that really inspires you in your morning or in your day.
1: Mm. Interesting. I, I think for me, um, I, the, one of the other things I do in my morning first thing is I, I even before I feed the cats, actually, is I open our blinds. We live on a fairly busy street and um, it's not crazy busy, but it's busy enough. So at night, we close our blinds and just, you know, for privacy. And um, so, one of the first things that I do actually when I first wake up before I even, you know, uh, feed the cats is I walk around and I open up the blinds just to let like that morning light in. And I will yes. say, I think that is probably the thing that, um, That I sit at my, I have a little dining room table. We have a little, little tiny bungalow house, and um, so I sit at my dining room table, and I can see my front yard. We have some flowers and such in a little planter. And that's where I generally drink my first cup of, of tea unless I'm in a really intense, you know, working day and I have to get started right away. I'll sit there and sort of take in the neighborhood. And we have a very walkable neighborhood, so people walk their dogs and or they'll just be out for their morning run or for a walk. And I start to recognize people who always walk their dogs at the same time. And, you Aww. know, there's something about that people's routines and sort of coinciding with mine even though we don't know each other or at least don't know each other well we might you know know each other by sight like oh I've seen you around um but our 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 daily routines have sort of started to uh, coincide and I think there's something really uh I don't know special about that about being able to connect to somebody in that way even if it's not a normal connection that there's like something beautiful there so that's what I like I like to sit and look out the window and have my cup of tea uh my matcha latte and normally the cats are both really happy by then because they've eaten and they're cleaning themselves and they're resting and so there's just, just like quiet my husband and I are very different uh sleep schedules I get up early and go to bed early and he gets up later and stays up later and so I always have like at least an hour or two in the morning where the house is just mine to, you know, do things quietly, obviously. Uh, But I'll just sit and, and uh, look outside. And I have a notepad that I use that was from my shop. That's my like morning kind of start, start my day off. Right. And it's my today notepad. It came in one of my most recent um, seasons boxes, which is something I just started this year, my seasonal box. And it just asks me, I go through different questions, like, what am I growing today? Like, what's the thing I want to, you know, make um, the most important part of my day? And it's not always like a productive thing. It's often things like I'm growing patience, I'm growing calm, I'm growing, you know, whatever, whatever thing it might need to be. And I, there's a couple of the different questions, like how self-care and, um what I'm letting go of those kinds of things so a lot of times that's also the thing that I do once I get my my cup of matcha all made and I sit down and look out the window that's often where I
0: start yeah just like a daily check-in
1: yeah yeah it's just a it's like I think we we get for me at least I don't know about anyone else but I'll start my day and I'll just run headlong into it even after my quiet morning time and I won't really check in with myself how am I really feeling? What am I struggling with? Like I might, it's a fresh morning for certain. And I love the morning time. I'm such a morning person. Um, But it, it's nice to kind of check in and go, Oh, wow. I feel feeling pretty tired today. Or I'm feeling afraid about this thing. And it kind of just gives me space to name that and, and, and um, find a way to sort of either move past it or sit in it, whatever needs to be done.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it's really, um, at least I, I find it's really validating um, to kind of just not own up to it, but, you know, if if we just kind of blow past um, anything that we're feeling and just kind of start doing things, um, then like later in the day, if I don't have some sort of, you know, quiet moment or journaling process in the morning, um, later it's like, man, why do I feel like in, in such a funk? I mean, you know, where I feel disconnected and it's like, oh, <laughs> that's why, you know, just, um, it's just so nice to, to actually be seen for whatever you're feeling, even if the person doing the seeing is you.
1: Absolutely. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And I think too, I tend to be a person, I really enjoy being busy is maybe the wrong word, but getting things done. It's part of the, you know, the Enneagram. I'm a two wing three and the three is the um, like the the go getter, you know, that like does yeah. get stuff done, right? And that is definitely part of, part of my personality. And I have to create space around not <laughs> always just trying to do things, right? That's part of the valid. My validation that I sometimes seek is if I do things that makes me good and I try to avoid that feeling by starting off my day by going, well, how do you feel? And it's okay to feel that, and you are just a beautiful, amazing human being because you're alive, and you're, you're, you know, and here just being is good enough right now. And that yes, you don't have to earn it. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that. I Struggle <laughs> with that. Oh my.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Um, and speaking of your um, Seasons box and mm-hmm. um, your products, I your your Let's Get Cozy mug is one of my favorite mugs that I own, by the way. I love that so much. Oh, my god. <laughs> but all of the cozy like at home, like the Let's Stay In and Cuddle, mm-hmm. the Let's Stay In and Cuddle mm-hmm. orange spice candle is on my list to get it. I see it's sold out, but, man, I'm just like oh. – let's stay in and cuddle it's like the the most mm-hmm. lovely sentiments mm-hmm. on all yes. the things
1: well I think that that's part of um for me and again this is part of things I'm just always trying to learn about myself and as we said earlier like what is living your most outrageously beautiful life look like and I think that those like I and that's where I struggle with that being part of my tagline because I don't want people to think that I mean like go out and travel everywhere and, and do all these different things. Those things are beautiful and amazing, but I think a, a beautiful life is made out of the smallest moments, right? Just like your light-filled yeah. mornings. It's made out of these sometimes completely solitary, beautiful moments that I'm going to look back on my life in, you know, hopefully 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and remember these beautiful quiet morning moments that I've given myself and the peace that 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 brought me throughout the day and um and for me like that's what I'm always trying to think about when I'm creating my my products like how are they inspiring people to have those moments um and and love themselves through those moments whatever that looks like my most recent mug is the love yourself through the messy metal mug and it's I just I know my husband even said we were talking after dinner the other day and he's like I find it really interesting that you came out with this mug at this time. He's like I sort of see you doing this. He's like I feel like you might be in a messy middle right now and I was like I am in a messy middle right now. <laughs> and we, we I create these things because I need them just as much as I think that my customers and my my community needs them, you know. And even something simple as like a let's get cozy mug is a reminder that like cuddling up on the couch with your your cup of coffee or your tea or whatever you know it's that's enough you know it's not it doesn't have to be this huge I feel like we are always always looking up looking towards these big life-changing moments and they're amazing I mean getting married traveling um you know big promotions at work all those things are beautiful and wonderful but a life isn't made on those moments that are years of time in between them right a life is made out of the small ones and I want all of my products to help feel that way, to feel like you are creating a moment by lighting a candle. And then that moment just got a little warmer and a little brighter.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like um, I I love um, all of the wording on everything that you put out. I feel like words are so powerful. And I mean, I seriously, my I have a lot of mugs I have a problem I collect them when we go on um, trips like I always get like I have a like black bear mug that's like shaped like a black bear from the smoky mountains like all these things whenever we go anywhere I'm like ooh, I could use a mug from here and my husband's like no I don't I don't think you could um (laughs) But I I think that words are are so powerful, and whenever I um I use my let's get cozy mug this morning, and it's like whenever I pull it down, I swear my that particular morning becomes like thirty percent cozier just because I picked that mug. <laughs>
1: I'm going to share that statistic. I think that is a very correct and scientific statistic you just shared. It is. <laughs> it is. But I do think that, you know, I agree with you um, that words have so much power. I have found um, that – and I, a lot of these, the especially my most recent mug, my Love Yourself Through the Messy Middle, actually came from something I wrote in a blog post. And I found that after losing Lisa, one of the ways I processed her death and, and dealt with the grief was by writing. I actually have a blog um, that's separate from my business. It's called Dear Nancy Love George, and her nickname was Nancy, and my nickname was George. It's from uh, oh. Nancy Drew. Do you know, like, have you read the Nancy Drew novels?
0: Oh, gosh. Not since I was a kid, okay. but I I loved my um, – Our Town Library had, like, really old copies, mm-hmm. and I, um, I don't remember a lot of the stories, but I just loved the, like um, – Cover art on all yes, of them. They're yes. like kind of frayed.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and I'm actually collecting them. I have them in my office here. I've collected, and actually, my microphone right now is sitting on top of several Nancy Drew novels. <laughs> not, <full laughs> them, it's not so perfect. Um, but yeah, so we had a little joke between us years and years and years ago, and I called her Nancy Drew, and she called me George, which is one of Nancy <laughs> Drew's like best friends, I think, or she's, or she's her cousin. One of them is her cousin, and one's just her friend. There's Bess and George. Anyway. So, I started this blog. I don't write in it a ton, and I'm hoping to write some more going forward. but I wrote this blog, and it's my letters to her like for, about her death and what life has like been like since since she's been you know gone and um I have found so much of like so much power in writing those things down in writing how I feel and processing her her first birthday when she died, after she died, you know, um, experiences that I've had in my life that I, she just isn't a part of. And and that writing became so um, – I, I never really considered myself a writer before. I always wrote some things, wrote some blog posts, wrote emails. But um, I now find writing is actually uh, a space where I can contribute to the world and give good things to the world. And then from those writings, sometimes I'm inspired – to then create products, you know, so then it's not just a blog post. It's it's a um, it's like something physical you can hold in your hands and hold on to and be reminded of that particular thing that you need to be reminded of.
0: That's so wonderful. I personally process like a lot of emotions and and feelings and things through writing, to, like physically um, you know, the writing of the words and sometimes I'm surprised at um, I, I think sometimes there's this um, conception that, like, well, if you're writing, you are actively mentally thinking of of every word that you're going to say, like from the start. Um, but for me, it's it's much more of like I'm surprised how many times I'm startled by what it turns into or, or what comes out. I don't know if you have that experience.
1: I absolutely do. In fact. I've written things and, and it's it something that comes through me that I don't even think I – I don't even know if I thought about it. It sounds, feels very strange, but it feels like something moves through me. And I'll look back on what I wrote and I, sometimes I'll look at my – and I was like, did I just <laughs> – was that me who wrote that? Uh, and I find that that's sometimes where that healing can come from too or that processing is that there's things inside of me maybe that I didn't even know I was feeling until I wrote it. Um right I don't know if that's that's certainly been a part of my experience yeah before.
0: totally and I you know um I almost don't feel like I can take credit for it sometimes and off yeah. somebody you know tell me somebody just commented on something that like hit me in the shower the other day and they're like man this is so wonderful and I'm like right but you know it's it like I don't want to be like bragging but I'm like mm-hmm. I I didn't know it either mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just as surprised as you are
1: and I think that's like to me that's the divine like for me personally like I think about mm-hmm. the divine, whatever you think of that as is the universe or God or just the divine energy and sometimes I find that that's what I feel is coming through me is this like um the things that I'm meant to share with the world and that's where my business has actually shifted this this year a bit um to doing a lot more writing. And so I actually am doing like a blog post a week and a lot of them are part of a series I'm doing called dear friend and they're letters. Cause I feel like I just letters just, I feel like I want to write letters, you know? And, yeah. and I've been writing these letters and they're to my community, but they're a little bit to myself too. And there are things that like my, one of my most recent ones is we'll make it through this too. And as we like walk through difficult times, like knowing that looking back at other difficult times we've made it through, and remembering that we did cuz i feel like we forget really easily we're in Oh the middle gosh, of hard things, yes. right? I can't get through this. I don't know how i'm going to do it, but you did it before and you can do it again. So that's that's kind of where my business i think um, and just what my I think what i'm putting out into the world, i feel um, like that's where writing has kind of come back in on some level and helped me connect with my community and support them and give them and myself the words that we need to keep ourselves going um, and to be inspired, but also to be comforted um, and made space
0: for. Yeah. And I I often find too that like, I I can't even like reach like inspiration until I feel really like safe and comforted.
1: For sure. Absolutely. I think it's easy to want to be inspiring, but I think sometimes the most inspiring things aren't, um, don't seem inspirational in the moment right it, it can be as simple as like recognizing a feeling I recently had a um one of the quotes from that that uh blog post on Pinterest and it's gotten a bunch of um views and it says uh basically what I had just said like you you've, you've just like all the other times before, you'll make it through this too. And it, it's just as simple as that. It's not to inspire you to, to go run a marathon or, <laughs> you know, or to, to create the next amazing thing, but it's legitimately just to, to, to remind yourself, you know, inspiration can come from that kind of a place. It can come from a place of just having space for what you're feeling in that moment.
0: Absolutely. I was gonna ask you about music too. Hmm, okay, that was another thing that I jotted down. You're a piano teacher, right?
1: Piano and/or vo- did I make that up? No, no, no. You're right. I'm a piano and voice teacher. I run two businesses. I teach um, now three days a week, um, and then I run my other, you know, study and flight pretty much all the other days. I try to make myself take one day off a week, but it's really hard. <laughs> so yes, I am a. I'm. A, that's what my degree is in. I have a degree in vocal performance.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, um, it's my first love. I'm a songwriter. That'll be the first. That's the, the thing I'll that was I always have loved the most in my life. This this business, I'm not really sure how it happened. I kind of remember how I started it and why I started it. Um, I th- it, like as a creative outlet, um, and it's interesting because on some level, the steady and flight and the creativity I have there feeds my songwriting and and, and my performing. Um, But yes, so I'm a a musician sort of first. And that was the first business I ever started. I started teaching private voice and piano lessons 10 years ago this summer. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've been doing it full time for over seven years now. So I used to do it like I had a full time job and I did it in the afternoons. And then I quit my full time job and built up an entire business. And I've been supporting myself with that for um, for seven years now, which is like amazing and blows me. Yeah.
0: Mind. <laughs> oh, that's totally amazing. Um, my it's so funny. My mom's name is Sarah without mm. an H. Okay. She is an Enneagram two and she has a music degree and oh is gosh. um the four through eight uh the like middle school and junior high uh music and art teacher. So no. I'm just like seeing so okay. many. Okay. Um, well, it's no so wonder funny you and I like, connect. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here's my other Sarah. Um, yeah, that's just so funny. Like similarities there.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely music. Is um, I, it's interesting. I don't think I would have started studying flight had I not already been a business owner. I don't know that I would have considered it, at least not as quickly. And so, I definitely think it gave me. Um, some business know-how but also just the confidence to just kind of go for it Um, and I do have an album out in the world um, if people want to hear my music I go by my yes yeah I go by my maiden name um, when I'm performing so it's Sarah with no H. And then my last name is Morris, much easier than my married name, which is Pietula and it's Finnish. And don't worry about like pronouncing it again. Cause I have some best friends that still don't know how to pronounce it. And I just told them not to worry about it. It's just too hard <laughs> It's hard to remember. It doesn't look like it sounds. Um, but yeah, so my, my performing name is Sarah Morris and my first album came out in actually, um, it came out about two months before lisa died it was like two weeks before we found out she was sick it was a very interesting kind of like collision of life events and um it's called just something to believe it's just a six song ep and um it's all songs that i've written and i've actually been working on my second album basically since that album came out and i have um i don't know what it's going to be called or when it's going to be done but i've been working on it for a few years now when i have time and when i can
0: Oh, that's so incredible! I see. I've um, always been surrounded. I feel like by musical talent, mm-hmm. and um, I, I feel like I've got a lot of appreciation, and and not a lot on the musical talent side.
1: I feel like, so <laughs> but I
0: appreciate it so much. Sure.
1: I think that though, I've I've met so many people who like weren't sure if they could be musical, who've taken lessons with me. And I've, every single one of them has just flourished. You know what I mean? I think there's, I think that there's innately something musical inside of all of us. And I think even appreciation is undervalued, right? Like we need to, we have to value that people who love music and who feel it deeply inside of them, right? I think that's so important.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, um. I will say that Mm. that I can be kind of stubbornly determined if I really care about something though because um my uh junior high band teacher really wanted me to play the clarinet and I was convinced like I have to play the flute it's the flute or nothing and I couldn't make a sound on it for like three weeks um (laughs) but I finally got it
1: I'm so so impressed that's amazing (laughs) and I will say like I, I am not much of an instrumentalist i can play the piano and i teach piano a lot of mostly beginning students and intermediate students and my my first instrument is definitely voice uh, that's what my degree is in but we all everyone who goes to music school has to be proficient in piano to be able to you know get out of there yeah um but yeah i i always thought about taking on more instruments and obviously i know the like theory. But I just never – I've done a little bit on guitar. I can play, like, you know, ten chords or something. Um, But there was something always in my life that drew me to the piano. There's just something about it that I sit down at it, and it's like coming home. It's like my landing place, you know? So um, that's definitely a space where, again, like when I can find time to be on my piano, it just – fills up my my heart so I totally get that but I think it's amazing An instrumentalist that's a whole other thing to think about your embouchure right like how you hold your mouth and the breath mm-hmm. and oh my gosh so intense
0: <laughs> oh I love it um so is there anything else that you would like to share um about mornings or, or anything else at all
1: I'm trying to think of something really inspirational to say. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I mean, but yeah, I think the the only thing I'd like to say is if anyone's struggling to find a, like a morning routine or, or a morning, like feeling um, to sort of create in their lives that, um, to just not force it, to sort of see what you gravitate towards and what lights you up and what helps you feel grounded in the, in the morning and just start there. Just start and what things make you smile. Like for me, I just got to open those blinds every morning. It's like the first thing I got to do. Um, it's the only thing the cats let me do before I feed them. Um, but it's it's so it's, – it's, it takes my, my brain from it's rest time to it's awake time now. Um, and I think that – I think we overcomplicate things. I remember – Absolutely. Like morning routines especially really came into the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial like space – Three or four years ago, I just started hearing uh-huh. about it a lot, and I remember feeling a little bit of shame around not having the perfect morning routine. It's like, it's, you know, <laughs> I get up and I do 15 minutes of yoga, um, but not until I ha- drink 64 ounces of water with lemonade, you know, and <laughs> it just feels...
0: And like my apple cider alcohol. vinegar. Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing is, is that that is not to shame the people who are doing that, because if that works for you, like, go for it. You're amazing. Yes. But for me, it's so much quieter and simpler, and it, it truly consists of three things most of the time that, that are consistent every single day. Open the blinds, feed the cats, make the matcha, and drink it. It's nothing, it's nothing fancy, and I think we get too hung up on, if I want to create a morning routine, it has to be, you know, this, this intense yes. thing, and it could be so simple, The other thing I would recommend too is if there's something you want to do in the mornings and you tend to be in the same like area like for me I'm always at my dining room table so if there's something I want to remember for the morning whether that's filling out my little notepad or or journaling a little bit I leave my notepad or my journal there because otherwise I might forget and then all of a sudden I'm sitting at my desk and I've been writing and responding to emails for 20-30 minutes I'm like oh yeah I was going to journal but my yeah. brain kind of already in this workspace, so so that's the other thing I guess I would say about mornings, like if there's something you want to do and you feel pulled to journal or or write out a list of how you're feeling or gratitude, or um you want to make sure you drink some water, you know you leave your water bottle there there and it's full, or whatever it is that you want to make happen in your morning like you know put something physical there to remind you like this is the thing remember you were gonna do it as you yeah as you develop that that habit and that practice
0: yeah that's wonderful I even like this morning um I found this book um, on a bookshelf that I bought like years ago and hadn't picked up since. And I was like, Ooh, I want to look at that again. And I set it by my bed to remember to Mm -hmm. take down in the morning. But of course I didn't Mm. this morning. And so I had my coffee and I thought, I go upstairs, there's like an 85% chance that my first grader would wake up like by hearing me on the stairs. (laughs) That's like weighing that like decision, like how worth it is it? (laughs) I wanted to read this book really bad, but if I go up there, there's a very high chance that I will not be able to read it because then she'll be up and my attention.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. And so if you had just left it downstairs but like wherever you sit and have your morning coffee then it would have just
0: Exactly I could have just walked it down the stairs last night but I'm pretty
1: smart to put it by your bed too although I find that I tend to ignore things that are by my bed. I don't know really what it is but I tend to ignore them like I'll put a book there because I'm like I want to read it and then I get in bed and I fall asleep yes (laughs) totally. I think you have to know what your brain remembers or or thinks about you know and we always try to clean up our, our dining room table where I sit like it's pretty clean by the end of the night so if I put something there it feels like oh that's you know I pay attention to it and I always yeah really obvious Mm -hmm. so yeah that's I guess that's what I would say I feel like there's a lot of pressure around morning routines and I I hear it so much and feel uh, so much like I think especially this is part of my to-ness as far as the Enneagram goes there's a lot of shame around making it perfect but over time I've let that go and found that my routine that I do feels really great and if there is something I want to add to it then I just consider like how that would fit in and how I would feel about it and how I would make it happen. And and sometimes it's like spaghetti against the wall. I try it and see if it feels good and see if it works. And if it doesn't, then I'm like, all right, I can just let that thing go because I attempted it and you know, it is. What yeah. It
0: is. That's, that's wonderful. With light filled mornings. I very much wanted it to, you know, be like, this is not, a to-do list Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is not you know uh just another thing to squeeze into your day you know it's just enjoying the morning that you have well
1: and I think that's where what you've created is so amazing because I find that if I give myself even 20 minutes to just sit and have some quiet time and have that and read something or write something or whatever it is I don't feel as rushed the rest of the day I don't feel that I get to the end of the day and I'm like oh I don't know how I made it, you know? There's still always going to be hard days like that, but I always feel the the push of time, the trying to get it all done a lot more when I don't give myself that small amount of time in the morning. I just, that quiet, that nobody needs anything from me for these 20 or 30 minutes. It's only me checking in with me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so important that, you know, you're like, I give that to myself, you know? It's because you're in control of all of it, really, but I just... I think setting your morning up like that makes you cognizant of that fact that, yes, I am in charge of my schedule and my day, and here is this gift of time to myself. Well,
1: and I think when we start to listen to ourselves more, which is what that helps create, right, having those beautiful light-filled mornings is – it helps us to know ourselves better it helps us to create better boundaries around things it helps us to be able to say no more easily because we do keep checking in with ourselves we do keep knowing what's truly important to us versus jumping up running you know headlong into the day and feeling exhausted by the end of it and realizing that we've overscheduled ourselves or over committed ourselves or stretched ourselves too thin and that's again where that that practice it seems so small but it is it definitely it like compounds on itself the more you do it the more it adds beautiful things to your life or allows you to say no or take away from things that are that are too much right and I think that's what's so beautiful about what you've created with light-filled mornings I have it by the way oh yeah I own it um it's right here Aha.
0: you've got the book
1: I've got the book yeah I ordered it oh. a few weeks ago
0: that's so nice. It's so funny because like I I don't know, right? Like, you know, it's it's sold through Amazon. I don't really, unless someone like tells me specifically or like asks me to order it for them or something, I don't know who has it. And it's just like, oh, that's so sweet. No,
1: I've got it. I haven't had a chance to do, I've read a few of the days, but I haven't had a chance to do a ton of them um but I you know what I need to do is I need to go put it out on my dining room table (laughs) (laughs) so I remember to do it I've looked through some of it it's so beautiful your writing is so comforting and it is it comes and I love that like the different parts like the cozy and the movement you know those pieces of it are so beautiful so um yeah I've got it right in front of me so I'm definitely gonna um I think it's time this is this is just a great reminder for me to put it out there so that I can remember to to check in. I love too that this just so short, just a few few minutes of reading and and kind of reflecting. It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I the with the book itself, I um kind of wrote it and then slashed it. <laughs> just what? like had all of this content, and then I was like, no, this can be simpler. Um, I do it going back to to the shame and the morning mm-hmm. routine and like all these things. Um, you know, I. I feel like I have close friends, um, that will apologize to me for, um, not like doing more or something. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, well you get up early, but I haven't been able to. And I'm like, I, I am not the morning routine police. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this came about because like, no, I, I really want you to like, yeah, take time for yourself because you deserve it. But Absolutely. There is no like long, tedious thing that I ever think that you should do. <laughs> so right. I really wanted to make it just so simple and Please. not a big ask.
1: I feel like it has to also be what you need. And I think that's where, like you said, like the shame and and, and you're not the morning routine police because it it has to be different for everyone. We all have to do what suits us and our lives and our needs and and it just has to look like whatever we need it to look like and it might mean five minutes for someone and it might mean 30 to 40 to minutes to an hour you know for someone else and it it just has to be right for you and I think that's where we all get caught in that comparison game and you know people look at you and your beautiful light-filled mornings and your Instagram is so beautiful (laughs) I like love to watch your stories and I just like drink in the photos. I'm like, oh yes,
0: I love this That's latte. how you feel about your mancha lattes. Oh good <laughs> Like, like look at how pleasing it. this like <laughs> this swirl of mm-hmm. milk is.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's I think it's um it's so easy to look at that and see it through that lens too. And I'm certain that you have mornings that don't feel perfect or that feel rushed or feel stressful. Oh, like, totally. It's not It's not a perfect thing. And, and sometimes I make my matcha and I'm cranky and I go sit down and I have a ton of work to do and I feel out of sorts. And it certainly helps me have a better day, but it doesn't fix every little thing in my life and I, it's not perfect. And I think it's wonderful that you're making space for whatever it looks like for you. I just want you to have what you need so that you can like live your most outrageously beautiful life. You deserve it. Yes.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I'm glad we're on the same page about that. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah. yeah. And um I think everybody if they just have that space, even if they are feeling off that day, just having that space to be like, Yep, feeling off today right. and that's all right. right. You know? and,
1: and sometimes <laughs> accepting that is what changes feeling or let's let it go versus I need to feel better I need to be I need to have I don't want to deal with my hard emotions so I'm going to pretend I'm feeling happy rather than just this is hard I'm having a hard day and sometimes that acceptance is our way into feeling better and it's so simple but we tend to run I know I still do all the time run from those hard feelings
0: yeah, I'm an Enneagram seven, so.
1: So definitely you understand <laughs> <So> definitely, that. Definitely, <laughs>
0: definitely. It has been, you know, years of, of learning, um, but it's always worth it. Yes,
1: it is. And it's. I kind of feel the same, even though I'm a two. And I know with sevens, they tend to avoid pain at all costs. But for me, <laughs> I avoid my own pain by trying to serve others and ignore my own feelings. And so I think that's where the sevens and the twos are, you know, um, who struggle with the similar things? I definitely find that that I I'll pour my heart in, and it's good. I love pouring my heart into my community, but I'll do it sometimes just so that I don't have to sit in my own feelings. And that's you know that's where those morning times where I can just say, "Yep, this is hard today," you know. And that's that's creating that space for that is what really um, helps me move on from it. So I'm glad that you've created Lightfield Mornings. You're amazing, and I'm so grateful that you have had me on to chat about all these things. I love it so much.
0: I'm so glad too. I so appreciate it. Um, and where's the best place for people to connect with you?
1: They, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I mean, they can find me at my website, which is just simple steady um, or you can find me at steadyandflight and um, flight on Instagram. And that's mostly where I am. I'm, I'm on Facebook, but I don't post a ton there. Um, I like to be in my Instagram community, um, and also the best place to really connect with me is on my email list. I send special stuff that only goes to my email list. Um, It's like I'm writing sort of friendship love letters to you every single week. (laughs) So... Um, yes, you
0: they, do. Yeah. And I, I receive them. You do? Okay good. Them.
1: okay, good. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, but I just, I, for me, I love connecting with people in that way. It, It's a little bit, it feels more personal to me because even though I'm sending it out to a bunch of people, oftentimes I ask people to respond and I love getting people responding and then creating a conversation from that and feeling like I'm connecting one-on-one. So that's like my most favorite part. And there's a spot on my, the front page of my on my website to sign up for emails. And I don't send them. I send them once a week most of the time. And then around like when I'm coming out with new products, it might be two times in the week. So
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. And thank you for being so lovely and just real and in inspirational in your realness on this beautiful light filled mornings. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to today's Light-Filled Mornings Hour. You can find Light-Filled Mornings over on Instagram at Mornings, all one word, L-I-G-H-T-F-I-L-L-E-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-S, plural, and me personally at Caitlin Shea McCoy, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-S-H-E-A, Shay like the butter, M-C-C-O-Y and you can connect with Sarah over at Steady and Flight on Instagram or her website steadyandflight.com. And until next time, here's to many beautiful, soft moments, coziness and knowing there's beauty in everything. Enjoy your light-filled morning.